You are listening to an edited version of Get Radio's Business Brunch, which airs every Sunday at 11am on DAB Digital Radio across Oxfordshire and online at getradio.co.uk. For copyright reasons, we cannot play the songs mentioned in the show. But for more info and Business Brunch-related content, head over to getradio.co.uk. Get Radio's Business Brunch with Ben Thompson. Sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. Good morning. This is Get Radio and welcome to the Business Brunch with me, Ben Thompson, owner of Thompson and Terry Recruitment. Now, every week I am absolutely honoured to be joined by experts all across Oxfordshire to talk about the world of business and topics that are impacting on you, the listener, and things you can take away and impact your everyday lives. And on today's show, we're talking about health considerations for 2024. Um, and to do that, we're joined by three experts. We're joined by Sarah Southey of The Sully Way, Carl Robbins of Focus Chiropractic and Ben Skur of Project Active. This is The Business Brunch with me, Ben Thompson. I look forward to welcoming our three experts after this. Get radio. Welcome back to The Business Brunch here on Get Radio. Um, so let's start by introducing the three of our guests. Um, so let's start. Um, Sarah, please tell the listeners all about you. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah Southey from The Southey Way. I'm not just a personal trainer. So I help people sort their lives out, whether it be... Uh, mentally emotionally physically basically i'm a coach and mentor and uh give everybody a little bit of a workout in the shed of strength here and um, so yeah that's kind of what i do and i work with individuals who want to actively sort their lives out so it's not a plan it's not a program it is literally one-on-one um week by week sorting out what you actually want to achieve in your life Amazing. Um, and next up, Carl, um, tell the listeners all about you and your business. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Some, as Ben said, my name's Carl. Um, I'm based at Focus Chiropractic. I'm the owner and chiropractor in Abingdon. Um, so what do we do? So we like to look at the nervous system and see how it's running. And we like to consider your physical, emotional and nutritional needs and how we can enhance this so you can have a better quality of life. Amazing. And last but certainly not least, Ben. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Ben Skirr from Project Active and what we do is a similar kind of thing towards Sarah. We help you find your freedom. Um, our philosophy is movement is a medicine for the body and the outdoors is the tonic for the mind. So ideally we look after groups, uh, individuals, companies, but we want to get you fit, we want to get you strong and then we want to get you outdoors doing something and typically it's we lead paddleboard groups, mountain bike groups, hiking groups around wherever people want to go essentially that's us thank you amazing thank you so much and ben i am going to stay with you for one of the three toughest questions of this morning which (laughs) is a song choice so um as with sarah and carl you have kindly chosen a song for our listeners this morning what is your song choice and why have you picked it uh so my win is i'm a i'm an 80s kid so uh very much for me it was danger zone kenny hoggins top gun quite an iconic film for me as a kid growing up Never get bored of listening it. Uh, I went through a phase of the Top Gun soundtrack was quite prominent for a lot of my fitness classes. So for me, sound of the eighties, bit of my childhood, uh, Danger Zone, Top Gun. The Business Brunch Podcast with Ben Thompson, sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. 
Welcome back to the Business Brunch here on Get Radio. And um, today I'm really, really delighted to be joined by um, three experts and to talk about all around health considerations for 2024. Um, Sarah, I'm going to start the roundtable discussion with you, if that's OK. Um, so I think that many, many, many of our listeners um, will have set New Year's resolutions. I want to be healthier. I want to be half the weight. I want to be double the fitness. Um do New Year's resolutions work? Um, and if you haven't picked a New Year's resolution yet, is it too late? Uh, well, there, that's a lot of questions all in a one. I would say it depends on the individual because for some people, they love to reset in the new year and that works for them. Uh, unfortunately, for a lot of people in a New Year's resolution, it all kicks off. They do it for two or three weeks and then it goes out the window and they chuck out any kind of good habits that they'd started in the beginning of January, they chuck those out as well. So I would say New Year's resolutions are a great idea. Also resolutions that happen on a Tuesday, resolutions that happen on March the 29th. I mean, you can make goals for your life whenever. We're not actually fixated with a New Year resolution. So that's my take on it. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Carl, I'm going to come across to you if that's okay, because I think that one of the big myths about your sector is that you go to a chiropractor if you've got a bad back. But it's it's a lot more than that, isn't it? And, and I know that you work with your clients on an ongoing basis and, and you do a lot of work around the wider health of that individual. Can you just share a, around what is chiropractic care and how do you work with, with your clients? Yes, yeah, certainly. And it's a good question. I think um, if you look back historically, it is, you know, it is for bad backs. And I think quite often, you know, if you drive past the chiropractors, the names also give that away. You know, it could be the back pain clinic, the back pain centre, uh, the back pain specialist, whatever. And it does further reinforce that point that it's just back pain. Um, but actually anything that's affecting the nervous system, chiropractors can help with. So it could be migraines, headaches, you know, neck pain, shoulder pain, you know, hip pain is a, a much wider range. And if we move away from the actual chiropractic techniques or intervention, you know, there's stuff we can do to help with your breathing. You know, if your nervous system's stressed, we need to make sure that you're getting an adequate amount of um, oxygen and you're reducing your stress levels. Um, and as you might be aware, Ben, also fasting, you know, we need to look at illness and disease now and how scary it's on the increase. We only have to look at things like diabetes and cardiovascular disease and nutrition. And in my opinion, fasting has some big, big, massive parts in this that can really enhance people's quality of life and serve as a preventative measure. Mm, no, ab absolutely. C certainly, um, you know, this show isn't about me, but certainly from 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 fasting since we've spoken, it's, it's um, don't get me wrong, I'm not quite an action man physique, but certainly there's certainly been some health benefits. Um, then a really well-known phrase um, that, that we all hear is having no plan is a plan to fail. And certainly at this time of year, it's a big one. And I know that you work with your clients in, in in quite a unique way in terms of we'll work with you and then you'll climb a mountain or we'll work with you and you'll do this. Um, how big impact um, does it have on your clients having something to work towards? And I guess kind of having light at the end of the tunnel or having the mountain to climb up. It's massive. We all need a plan to follow. Um, don't get me wrong. Otherwise, we're kind of just floating through basically we all need something to kind of hold the course and keep us on track from there uh, again in the world of coaching it is more to do with having someone there for the accountability which seems to be a buzzword at the moment but again we just 
set the plan up and again with all the parameters make it specific measurable and so on from there and just hold strong see the course through basically mm-hmm. no very much so and sarah so Last year, um, I came to one of your workshops around habit stacking um, and, and making good habits. Um, can you just talk to the listeners um, a little bit about how do you work with your clients around habits and the habits that we should have and what should we do when we have bad habits? Well, first of all, I would say the word should uh, should be banned because what works for one person doesn't work for another. So we all very sweeping statements go, we should do this and we should do that. And it's really good. If we all did this, everything would be fine. Actually, what works for one does not work for another person. I think we all have to look individually at our lifestyle and how it fits in with what we are currently doing, what we want to change and where we want to go. So with regards to the habit stacking, it's a real common phrase. So basically, if you want to put a new habit in, if you stack it on top of something that you're already doing, chances are you're more likely to continue doing it. So to put that habit into your day-to-day life. For example, uh, I quite often speak to people about supplements and uh, taking supplements, i.e., you know, your daily vitamin or, you know, whatever it is that suits you as a person. And it's quite hard to put that in on a regular basis. But if, say, you put it in when you brush your teeth, chances are you are going to take that vitamin more regularly than if you weren't habit stacking it. So it kind of works in that. My one little warning is if you stack too many habits onto your initial habit, when one fail, when you stop that initial habit, you could potentially stop all the habits stacked on it. So it just does come with a bit of a health warning, but it's very handy to do. No, very much so, very much so. Um, Carl, I know that you're you're um, probably one of the most disciplined people I know in terms of in terms of your health. Can you can you um, share with the listener a little bit about what what you do for your own health? Um, because because I know that you're you're very disciplined with this, aren't you? Yeah, I am, <clears throat> and it's not something that I used to have. Certainly, as a child and a younger adult, sort of growing up, discipline was one of the things I didn't have. And I think I don't know when I've just looked at other people, entrepreneurs, people that I deem are successful, or even people in the health industry that are successful, you start listening and learning more to what they do. And you just realize that discipline is a common thing. So for me, uh, I now get up at half three in the morning and I get to the gym for 4am. And I think if I can start my day and stack it with a win, um, and then that just sets you up nicely for the day as it comes on. And I think it's, you know, it's important we don't let our feelings and our, our emotions stop us from doing these things because whilst it's important to check in with yourself emotionally you, you know if we did everything that we wanted to do or everything we liked we might not always do much so for me it's a case of repetition and just do it regardless of the weather regardless of the day and it just over time it just becomes a lot easier and it just becomes a staple mm, no very much so very much so and um, and ben should you enjoy should you enjoy being healthy um and is there a way to enjoy being healthy because i i, I think that um we, we look at health as in two ways don't we i think it's all all widely reported about bmi and i don't know heartbreak b and um blood pressure and, and and i think the listeners will 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 feel very sorry for me there as not a healthy professional but 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 can can you enjoy being healthy and, and is it possible for everyone to enjoy being healthy i think you make a perfect case there. I sat 
time when people go, I'm not into fitness, I don't do this, I don't do that. There is something for everybody. You've just got to find that thing that ticks your box, whether it's walking, cycling, whatever it may be, the gym, the weights, running, whatever it may be, you've just got to find that thing you enjoy and stick with it. It's as straightforward as that, I think. And the question I ask all my clients, have you are you feeling better today than you did yesterday? And that's what I put to my clients a lot. Okay. Um, it's just find that one thing or multiple things you enjoy, but we get kind of, you know, we must go to the gym for an hour. We must do five miles around the park or whatever it is, mate. No, find that thing you enjoy, stick with it and build progressively from there. No, absolutely. Sarah, I'm going to come to you um, with a tough question that I promised, um, which is a song for our listeners on on, on this morning. <laughs> what is your song choice and why have you picked it? Well, Ben, uh, this is my third go round uh, on the business brunch. So I'm, I was struggling a little bit. But uh, one of the things that I do is when people come into the shed, they bring their own playlist because music is so evocative. And, you know, what makes somebody you know, get up and dance might be like fingerboard fingers on a blackboard for other people. But this one track came on. I thought this is absolutely perfect because as a person that only deals with individuals, this song just sums it all up. And it's I Am What I Am by Gloria Gaynor. Oxfordshire Station gets radio. Welcome back to the Business Brunch. Um, following that great song chosen by by Sarah, and um, we've been speaking with our three experts all around um, health considerations um, for 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 twenty twenty four. So, Sarah, I'm going to stay with you if that's okay. Um, and under these health considerations, what are the health considerations? What what are th- what are I guess kind of touch points that that those listening at home should really kind of think about or, or question themselves on right now. Well, I think one of the things when people think about health and fitness is they they immediately go to exercise. And it's been mentioned quite a lot already. My go-to, the first thing that I check with everybody, apart from the breath work, which we did mention earlier, is sleep. And I think if you get a, if you can do one thing, get your sleep sorted, get a really good sleep ritual, sleep habits, give yourself the opportunity for a good sleep window will give you much more of a foundation than pretty much anything else because we all rely on sleep to reboot and go again. So if you had a really rubbish day yesterday, if you can get yourself a good seven or eight hours, I mean, some of us are lucky to get more and some of us are less lucky to get less, but the biggest sleep window that you can possibly do, the chances are your next day is going to be so much better. So I would say my foundation is sleep, followed by all the normal things that you would think about. But the other thing that I would say is um, don't ever neglect the flexibility and the mobility aspects of health because you can be properly fit and strong but not be able to touch toes or get up off the floor or stop yourself from falling over if you trip up. I'm I'm just looking at Ben's window behind him, (laughs) tripping up over cobbles on the way up the mountain. Ask me how I know. Um, It's much better if you can catch yourself before you land on the ground. So flexibility and mobility, I would say, after sleep and then everything else. 
Amazing. Amazing. Um, Carl, you and I often have have conversations um, about health. And I think one of the things that you and I have, have spoken about a couple of times is the number of business owners that put their health to the bottom of the list. Um, and and actually, ironically, that is, in essence, making it more difficult for them to perform. Can you just do a better job of conversing that conversation than I in terms of what why health should be higher on the list or indeed at the top of the list? Yeah, I think certainly for myself, like I have a personal philosophy that I have to be right before my patients can be right. You know, if I'm not the best version of myself, how can I expect that of others? You know, and I think certainly being a business owner, it's very, very stressful. There's a lot of bad days, a lot of challenges, obviously a lot of good days too. And the more resilient and the more robust we can make ourselves, the easier it is to deal with them daily demands. So, you know, even if it's something like you want to be the best husband, the best wife, the best role model for your family, like, you know, health should always be top of the list. And I think it doesn't always have to be about money, um, you know, going out for walks, going out in nature, doing some breath work, I mean, fasting saves you money, you know. So there's lots of ways and measures out there where we don't actually have to spend lots of money to gain a better health. But I think a lot of it starts with maybe awareness, knowledge and education, which is certainly something all of us in here can provide. Um, so, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Um, ben, ben a, a very key word um, that can be extended to to fitness, but can also be extended to to, to big word that was used during COVID. What was the word pivot? Um, and I know from a conversation you and I had um, at a networking event, um, your business certainly did pivot. Um, can you just ch- share that story with with those listening at home? Because it is a business show. So, so I think there's a business element to this, but then there's also a health element, isn't there? They're very much so. It's, again, the idea of pivot for me of before COVID, a lot of my work was going into companies, companies, wellness schemes, and then obviously shut down, lockdown. I lost a little bit of that work. But, and again, I have to pivot. So I've gone back to doing my kind of outdoor coaching bits and pieces from there. But again, it's, we've all had to pivot and adjust, I think. And the companies are coming back around now. I think in my experience with the companies I'm dealing with at the moment, they're starting to reinvest in look after the staff against they look after the business so i think we're coming out of that lockdown uh-oh this podcast this cut cost this cut cost and now we're sort of turning that corner out actually the businesses want to start investing in the staff again just on the wellness factor from there mm, no absolutely uh, and certainly as a, a recruiter that works with a lot of hr departments i think that the big buzzwords at the moment are, are very much about looking after your people because whilst you could look at it from a a caring employer point of view, there is also huge amount of commercial data to say that actually, if your staff are healthy, they will be able to perform at a higher level. They will have less sick days. They will have X, Y, and Z. So, so certainly, um, I I would certainly endorse that point. Um, Sarah, I, I think we've spoken quite a lot about um about exercise we've spoken a lot about um the word health i guess um and i think the big thing that comes under the umbrella of health is is mental health um and i think that it's 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 a topic that is rightly talked about more and more and more i know that the way that you work with some of your clients um the shed um is a is a place where you know they they go and sit on the chair and and start start with that why why do you do that and and what can employers do to support their their staff's mental health which is again i'm sorry sarah you're on the radio once a week so you're you're getting the big questions <laughs> it's not a problem at all it's one that i will happily talk about till the cows come home quite frankly talking is such a therapeutic thing to do but unfor- unfortunately we don't have the space to do it 
So a lot of people do not have the ability to go into a safe space and just download what is in their head, which can just ease the pressure of a stressful day or a stressful situation. The fact is that having that space is one of the biggest things that you can provide. Having somebody that is independent, that is just going to listen to you talk and it doesn't matter. There's no judgment. There's no solution. It is literally just allowing it to get out of your head and into the ether will free the space in your mind to, to, to look at things a little bit more realistically and go, actually, it's not as bad as it, it felt in my head. So one of the things that I did post lockdown was I started the shed socials and that's all it is, is I open the shed up uh, once a month, every Thursday morning. Um, and I go, it's just, there's no agenda. Come in, hang out. We talk about so many random subjects, whatever comes into somebody's head just gets chatted about. When I first started it, it was mainly women which is not surprising um, because we are very good at talking, as you can hear. However, as it's gone on, it's become more and more male than female because they now trust the space. They trust the people in the space. I have a rule that what goes on in the shed stays in the shed. So no matter how superficial or ridiculous, it just stays in the shed. So it's a safe space. And I think the more we can implement something, whatever that looks like in a business, the better for a really simple solution to just alleviating the pressure. It's a bit like a pressure cooker. If you can just take the pressure down a little bit, then things can not seem quite as bad. So that would be what I would say about mental health and just managing it on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm, no, in interesting, Re really interesting points. Um, and Carl, is it, focusing, I guess, kind of on that um, connection between between mental health and physical health, is there a connection? Um, and 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 how do they interlink? If so, yeah, one hundred percent is. I mean, everything. It's one of the things that I say to my patients is everything affects everything. So going back to the question that you said, um, certainly if I see patients with like chronic low back pain, which by definition is people that have suffered with pain for more than three months, so it's it's gone past the expected healing day. Um, quite often people have an overlap with depression and anxiety. Now, whether that's because of other factors or whether it's because of the frustration of the pain and not being able to do things and the fear of avoidance, um, that remains to be unknown. But yeah, there's 100% an overlap. And you know, also if, if the brain's constantly getting triggered uh, with, with anxious thoughts or whether it's thoughts that were not good enough in depression, you know, we know that that alters the hormones and that alters the chemistry and the neurotransmitters in the brain, which then can have a bigger impact on the body. No, in interesting, really, really interesting. And 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 a question um, for, for you, Ben. But by all means, Carl, Sarah, do do, do jump in. Is is very much around kind of that? Um, I guess kind of being ahead of a company. So, so I think that um, if we were in the corporate world, um, you would have a HR department. You would have a a boss. Um, you would have um whatever other support mechanism hope, hopefully instructing the three of you but actually often at the top of the company you don't necessarily have that support network and you don't necessarily have have that um i guess kind of person looking out for your own health what what can company owners do to i guess kind of 
balance that out and, and ensure that they are getting that support and they are, I guess, looking after themselves as if they would look after their team? Yeah, I honestly think uh, a lot of the companies I deal with, they look to outsource these things. Because, again, I can only speak for my own behalf in my own experience. I recently took a company on the Yorkshire Three Peaks and it's me, more people are more likely to talk to me because I'm not a company employee or in a neutral, what I call you in a neutral, my playground. It's outside the work environment. So it's just kind of trying to break the normal nine till five end of the same roof and seeing the same people. It's just, I think people are more likely to talk doing something different away from the off site, basically, just get into the it's a level, it's a level playing field offside and just get talking to each other that way. Um, I find that, yeah, I'm getting re- back into the corporate environment again now and it's just, Ben, take care of that, basically, and liaise with such and such. They're more likely to speak to you rather than our HR department. So, mm. yeah. No, really valid point. And, and Sarah, what, what are you seeing under this this umbrella? So I think absolutely, Ben, you're so right, because um, if you are in a a position of authority, i.e. you're at the top and you're in charge, as it were, there is this uh, illusion that you, A, shouldn't show any weakness, uh, B, you don't want to be sharing the stuff that's going on in your head with maybe team members that could be affected by it. So for absolute sure, having somebody independent outside of the company, I would encourage any business owner to have, whether that be a business coach, a health coach, a a coach coach, you know, a lifestyle coach, whatever it is, having that independent person in a different situation, in a different environment will absolutely help them cope within the company and therefore be more productive and probably a better boss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so no, some really, really good points there. Um, Carl, I, I, I want to bring the conversation um, over to foundations, if that's okay. Um, because I think that um, a lot of people will be listening to this now and they think um, Carl, Sarah and Ben have made some some really, really good points. You know, where where do I start? What What's what's the first thing to do? So um, do you need foundations um, in order to start, whether that be a support network, if we're talking about kind of the mental health side of things, should that be in terms of your frame, if we're talking about about your area of expertise, um, like where, where do those foundations start? Or can you literally just go to the gym suddenly tw- twice twice a day and, 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 and get fit? Like how, how does that all work? Yeah, I think probably the the best starting point, I'm just trying to think about this one, I think the best starting point for someone that wants to actually make a change is obviously they've got to want to make a change and they're willing to commit. But I think, you know, everything we do in life is based around relationships. So I think you really need to find someone, whether it be a health coach, a chiropractor, a, an osteopath, you know, a, a counsellor, you know, a therapist, find someone that you can relate to and you feel like you can build a long-term relationship with and then really start working on that. No, amazing. Amazing. Carl, I'm going to stay with you um, for a tough question. Um, your favourite, I'm sure. Um, you've <laughs> kindly chosen a song for, for our listeners this morning. What is your song choice and why have you picked it? Uh, I actually haven't. and I just came up with something now because I forgot. So I'm going to try for something called Carbon Based Life Forms. It's a Swedish electro and it's a song called Super Seed. So I don't know whether you can get that. That'd be great. Discussing topics that impact local businesses and their owners. This is the Business Brunch Podcast, sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best.
Welcome back to the Business Brunch here on Get Radio. Um, very alternative song there by by you, Carl. So so well 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 planned. Um, I'm sure. Um, we've been speaking with our three experts. Um, all around the the, the world of of word of health and things to consider. Um, for for the next year and 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 beyond. Um. So I I think I want to just build the conversation around kind of making this sustainable because I think that we've we've spoken I, I know I touched on it with Sarah around kind of habit stacking and about about making making change but I just really want to think about really kind of how can those listening at home really think about let's make change but let's make change that is going to last for the next 10 and 20 and 30 years rather than the next 10 20 and 30 minutes so um so so ben what what, what are your ideas on this topic how how do you make it truly sustainable for me it's a case of uh whether i work with a client on a one-to-one basis but you essentially you need to surround yourself with good people and get people and the family on board to support you on your journey um if you're uh, on your own doing it it's hard you're gonna have good day good day good day off day good day good day oh, no. so you surround yourself with good people you can bounce ideas off support each other on the bad days and just keep going keep going keep going no, really 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 good place sarah, sarah carl have you got anything to add to that what what are your takes on this question oh i definitely have. <laughs> i absolutely think the smaller the step the easier it is to make it sustainable. Um, For instance, say you were going to go do the three peaks. That is a big goal. Um, It's quite full on. You do need to train for it. Um, It's going to be quite a extreme challenge if you don't do any training and then you go off. It it might be a bit of a shock to the system. However, if you just went, okay, it's lunchtime, I'm just going to take a quick walk and then you build that walk up, and you just go, you go, I'm going to do 10 minutes every day, 10 minutes. I can do 10 minutes. And if that's too much, put your shoes on, go stand outside and and don't force it. Because I think some of the times we make it too big, too quickly. And when it, it's too hard, because we are human beings and very erratic, then you chuck it all out. But if you've just made it right, 10 minutes, it's much much more sustainable to keep doing and it's the consistency so you bring your best every day whatever that best is for that day and that is going to change each and every day so the smaller the step the more consistent you'll be able to do it and the more st- sustainable it'll be mm. what about yourself carl what's what's your what's your views on this yeah fully in agreement with what she's saying there um and we were talking about habits earlier I'm just about to release the eight habits of highly healthy people. So it's a health blog that people can look at a focus chiropractor. And one of the things that I've got in the article as an opening line is um, you don't need, you don't need motivation. You need to develop discipline. The foundation of a healthy self comes from small, healthy habits, uh, which lead to bigger changes later down the line. Uh, consistency wins and complacency kills. Interesting. No, interesting. And, c- and certainly a blog um, that, that's worth, worth reading. I'm sure. Um, I, I wanna I wanna um challenge the three of you really with with this world the, the words health, healthy, um, unhealthy, fat, um like all all, all of these phrases that, that we regularly hear. Um is is health a spectrum? Um and, and how do you define if somebody's healthy or unhealthy? And and I appreciate that there probably isn't a one size fits all, but but 
what what should we target ourselves with? I'm yeah, I'm open to the table. I am very conscious that I do speak an awful lot. So if either of you guys want to I was chip like, in. <laughs> I like my tough questions. This is this is uh, my absolute wheelhouse because um, comparison is the thief of joy. And what one person thinks is healthy, for instance, Carl has already said he gets up at half past three in the morning to go and do his gym work. I tried six in the morning once and nearly killed myself and somebody else. So it was absolutely not my thing at all. So there is a myth that's going around at the minute that the earlier you get up, the healthier it is. And that is a fact for a lot of people. However, if you don't function at that hour, then that is not going to be a sustainable habit for you for life. So you're better off looking for a better better hour mine about half past 11 so you know healthy for one doesn't necessarily mean healthy for another and i think we we've got to be really careful about throwing mm. out um the baby with the bath water it's a phrase that i use an awful lot you've got to fit it in with each and every individual so what evidence is out there can be a generic thing so you mentioned earlier ben about bmi mm. bmi is one of those things that is used and it was invented to measure the health of a population. But now it's been drilled down to measure the health of one individual without taking into account any of their lifestyle choices. So when you look at the word health in terms of BMI, it's a chalk and cheese complete, you know, chaos is what it is. So I think healthy is a... I don't even know if it's a sliding scale. I think it is what works for you. And every step that you take along the journey is better than the one that you didn't take. No, re really, really good points for, for, for a question that was a tricky one. What, what's, what's your take on this, Carl? No, I was just going to add into that. And I think going back to what, what you were saying about getting up early in the morning, I think this proves nicely the point that we're all different uh, and not one rule works for everybody. Um, that being said, we all do have similar uh, physiology and similar anatomy uh, and our brain and organs in the body like, like to work a certain way. But I think, you know, looking at something like the circadian rhythm, you know, maybe people's circadian rhythms are slightly, slightly different, which, are the, which is the body's uh, internal 24-hour uh, clock, if you like. So, you know, some people might just be better at getting up in the morning and, yeah, fair enough. Some people might be better at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock and there's certain points and times in a day when we peak. Um, but there are studies out there that will show there are certain times that are better to study and to learn. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's a really interesting conversation to have. And I think actually, you know, people come and see me for pain relief, but the word in itself, pain relief, you know, what I try and explain to people now, that is a stepping stone. That is the start. You know, if you want to look at the term wellness, that's considered like achieving full potential. So the definition of wellness is working on ourselves daily, consciously to create the best version of ourselves. So there isn't a set end point. You just keep going. You keep pushing yourself. Mm, no, really interesting. Ben, Ben, what about yourself? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a real hot topic, isn't it? It is because we get everything on social media, media. You see the pictures of this, you see this, you see this, and you think, I work hard at doing what I do for my physical fitness or whatever. Why don't I look at that? And it is that comparison that we get drilled down from the media, social media. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer. Find what works for you as the individual and be the best version of you, basically. Mm -hmm. And it might take a bit of trial and error to find what works for you, but 
just keep exploring till you find it. Mm. No, re- really, really good advice. Really good advice. I'm just going to build this conversation because I, th- I think a lot of the people listening um, will will be company owners. Um, and uh, and I think that it's probably a lot easier in some ways to find what works for us with the help of, of, of um, a healthcare professional. And we've got three really great ones on, 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 on the call. Um, but actually, um, I think a big thing that society um, teaches us um, is that we shouldn't be judgmental and we shouldn't, you know, comment on other people and we should be accepting. But actually, in reality, I think that a lot of companies are trying to get their staff and their teams healthier in inverted commas. So what's the right way to handle that is, you know, if if you've got a team um, that that are going to McDonald's for lunch every day and that are never doing any exercise, you know, what, what can you really, what can you really do about that? And what, and what would be, be your advice? And and, and Ben, I'm going to stay with you on this one to start with, if that's okay, because I know that you do a lot of work inside companies as, as, as well as the other two. Uh, no, absolutely. I'll get our money speaking for the process. What works for me is I get a phone call from the company and I say, I'm going to come in and I'm going to wander around your office and I'm going to have a coffee in my hand and I'm just going to chat to your staff and I'm going to find out where they're at. I'm going to sit down where and just try to understand what's going on with the company, try and find out where they want to get to. And then I present the case to the senior leader or whoever it may be and say, look, this is what I suggest basically. But Again, it's, I say to all the companies, outsource it, get a professional in who this is what they do, basically. Sarah, what about what about your point on, on that very, um, yeah, di- dif- difficult, um, difficult to word statement by myself? <laughs> you do make me laugh, Ben. I think um, it is really easy to do a sweeping tick box exercise. Mm. so that you can say that you're operating on the health and well-being of your employees. And like Ben said, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I mean, has anybody ordered one of those fancy dress uh, costumes off of the internet and seen one-size-fits-all does not fit all? Because we are individuals, and it's a recurring theme throughout the whole of this, is that you go and you look at the team as individuals within a group environment and you see what kind of changes you can make big or small. Remember the small steps are the ones that are likely to continue happening and you make those changes. If they want to go to McDonald's for lunch and you say, don't go to McDonald's for lunch, what is the first thing they're going to want to do? They're going to want to go, right? So it's like looking at the elephant in the room. If you say to somebody, you can't have it, it's going to be the first thing that they want to have. So looking at how they live and how they work and how they work together as individuals is going to be a much more successful thing to do. I've seen you know, a lot of the um, the networking things. I, I live literally just by Milton Park. They do so much integration with the community to get them out and about. I, we have people walking from the park through our village constantly because they've just put the culture in. So it's the little things that make the big differences. Mm, absolutely. And, and Carla, I know that the little things um, are something that you've, you've put into your business, whether it be giving bottled water to clients, giving, giving healthy teas and, uh, and lots of kind of va- value add. And um, what, what, yeah, what, what, what's your take on this? 
Yeah, I think obviously everything has to come with intention. You know, intention and why we do what we do is massively important. And I think, you know, whoever's at the top of an organization or a company, I think, you know, they can only do so much within reason. You know, maybe it is a tick box and exercise for some companies because more of a PR move. But, you know, I think ultimately the 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 people within the team, they've got to want to initiate the change themselves. Like, mm. I think one of my sort of uh, values that here at Focus is, you know, we give you the education, we give you the information, but obviously what you choose to do with that is up to you. Mm-hmm. No, really good, really good. Um, we are starting to come towards um, I guess kind of the final final sprint of the show to use a um to use a sport analogy. Um, and and w- one of the things that I um the, the one of the things I I kind of like like to to do on this show is to share top tips with the listeners. So things that um that individuals or, or businesses can take away and and consider. Um, and it can be things that have already been covered on the show, or it can be fresh things. So so Ben Ben, I'm just going to start with you. What would be your I guess kind of your takeaway tip um to for <laughs> For, for those listening to consider uh so for whether it's a business owner or company or an individual is identify what your why is your why has to be strong enough to hold the course um i just if something you can refer back to if you have an off date you can go back this is why i'm doing it this is why i'm doing it this is why we're doing it and uh, if the why isn't strong enough in my experience people will excuse the word sort of fail and drop off at some point from there so work out what your why is basically amazing no really good advice um and sarah what is your top tip bring your best i think if you can bring your best every day you set yourself up for a great day and i don't want i don't i don't want to be um like just say a swathing, you know, this is going to be your best day ever. But I think if you look at each day, when you wake up, decide you're going to have a great day, you know, look at your intent, where are you on a scale of one to 10 right now, this moment, and what can you do to make yourself one up from that? So if you're a five out of 10, what can you do to make yourself a six out of 10? And every day, take that attitude, score yourself out of 10. How are you feeling? Are you feeling a nine out of 10? That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? If we all woke up and felt a nine out of 10, that'd be epic. If you're a six out of 10, that's pretty good. Anything below a six, I say, you got to be looking at how you're going to get one step up. So I think, you know, think positive, score yourself out of 10 and take one step up. Amazing. And last but certainly not least, Carl, what's your takeaway tip? I think a good thing for everybody to take away is start with a simple question what things or changes are you implementing to start leading to better health? And then you can identify that and figure out what it is that you're not doing or what you may be doing too much of and then scale back and then start start making them changes because if we're not aware of what we're doing, you can't make the changes. Mm, no, re- really good advice. Really good advice. But unfortunately, that is the end of the show. Um, so thank you so much for our three experts and joining us um, today on the Business Brunch on Get Radio. Um, it's been a real, real pleasure. So um, if you are just tuning in, please do go and listen back. Um, we've had Sarah Southey of The Southey Way. We've had Carl Robbins of Focus, Focus Chiropractic. And we've had Ben Skirt of Project Ad Active. Um, thank you so much to the three of you for your contribution. Um, and next week, we are going to be talking about my 
favorite favorite subject and um, we're going to be talking about recruitment um, and to do that um i am going to host the show but i'm also i'm um, going to have a guest with me so i'm welcoming a friend of mine mark mahara of dynamic minds recruitment and we're going to be talking all about the world of recruitment um this year and um, we're going to be talking about how you can recruit ethically and um, we're going to talk about how you can recruit from minority backgrounds and also just the hot topics and trends in recruitment right now um, so do do be sure to listen in for that. Um, and finally, just a reminder that you can listen to this show on the radio um, and online every Sunday at 11 a.m. There is also a podcast format which is available via all your favourite podcast platforms and is released on the Monday morning. And do look out for the video format so you can see our wonderful guests, um, which is available on the Get Radio Facebook page and their website every Tuesday. But for now, please do enjoy the rest of your Sunday and we look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>